What is up, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. I'm Garrett. He's Mr. Oregon Jack. Um, it's been it was an interesting week for uh, your Ducks, Jack. I'll let you have the floor. Interesting's a good way to put it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like it was funny because I. I don't know if I said it on the podcast last week, but I said it to multiple people. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose to Cal, like an 0-3 Cal team. Just like we came into that Oregon State game way too cocky. And then so like just looking back on the last three games, UCLA should have beat us. Like yeah. we've been we've been pathetic since that game. Um we allowed 267 rushing yards. We allowed 269 rushing yards against Oregon State, 267 to a UCLA team, and we won 38-35 when we probably shouldn't have won in turnover-wise. And then we allow 89 rush yards to Cal, 183 pass yards, but then we have two fumbles in the last four minutes, or in the last nine minutes. Like, it's not like we allowed that much to Cal. We actually outplayed them. We had 368 yards of their 271 and 19 first downs to their 18. We had two turnovers to Cal zero. Cal just didn't make mistakes. Like it's, UCLA had over 400 yards of offense and lost by three to us. And OSU dropped over 500 yards of offense and beat us simply when we hurt their quarterback at the end. And they should have beat us by more. Like I, it, it's just, and the fact that it all still would have come down to Washington versus Oregon in the, for the Rose Bowl or for the Pac-12 championship game which now was canceled because of Washington's issues with COVID all season. Uh, like, if, Washington, if Washington can play, they're going to make the uh, Pac-12 title game. No, yeah. I mean, if, if Washington would beat Oregon, whichever team won that game is going to the Pac-12 title game, which is scary because neither team has been good this year. So yeah. I think USC would actually beat either team. <laughs> like, um, But I don't know. It's interesting because Oregon just really pathetic, but again, wash of a season. Everyone knows that. Um, you went from the – it's not an excuse anymore, but you went from the highest played number of games in your offensive line to the least number of games in your offensive line played in the whole country in one season with your star quarterback leaving. And then you also had a very down year when it comes to um, – what you got from the recruits because of COVID. So like Noah Sewell gets injured two games. Like Justin Flo tears his meniscus. He's out for the rest of the season in the first game. Like just like, unfortunately stuff happened, but then next year there's so much to look forward to with the third recruit class coming in that I don't know, like I'm disappointed in Oregon, but I didn't really expect much coming into it. It's just, that was just sheerly pathetic in the last two games. Like, it, it it was it was really really bad. <laughs> they don't deserve to even be playing for the Pac-12 championship game. But no, I, here they are. I, and speaking of deserving of playing for the championship game, we got another issue on our hand. And Garrett, I know you got a big problem right now. So yeah, enough so, about Oregon. So tell me about your issue that you got with the Mac. The Mountain West, not the Mac. The Mountain but West. The Mountain. I'm sorry. So. Uh, there, so this weekend, the, the Mountain West title game will be determined. There's three teams in the race, Nevada, San Jose State, and Boise State. Boise State, 4-0, San Jose State, 5-0, Nevada, 6-1. They have yet to have a game canceled. They are the only school in the conference to not miss a game. Um, and so Nevada plays San Jose State Friday. Uh, big game winner will go – winner should go to the Mountain West title game because if Nevada wins, they'll put them at 7-1 in the con- – or 7-1 and one in the conference and San Jose State at 5-1. and one. But if Boise State loses to Wyoming, that would make an all-out tiebreaker. And, that, and if Nevada wins and Boise State loses, that means San Jose State gets in. It, it, like legit, it doesn't make sense. Like it will come down to, like it comes down to a team who all three teams have played, which would be seventh placed Hawaii, which is Nevada's only loss of the year. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid because Nevada. So Nevada if, clearly if you, deserves it if they win this yeah. game. 
But yes, if, there's if a Boise, chance they miss it. If Boise State wins, there's a chance they miss still simply no, based if, off of. No, if Boise State if Boise State wins, Nevada's a hundred percent in. Oh, so it's so who are the three teams competing? You said it's Wyoming. So it's, no, it's Nevada, Boise State, and San Jose State. If so, Boise State Boise loses State, to Wyoming, okay, loses to Wyoming. Yeah, that makes sense. Which, that makes sense. Wyoming is not a good team. Wyoming um, is not a good team since they lost Josh Allen. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, um, it's kind of the it's, same. It's, it's kind of the same situation. Like the reason I I said the Mac earlier, it's kind of the same situation they're in with the whole Liberty and Coastal Carolina situation that's going wrong on. Conference, like, but sure. I'm sorry. Um, the what what conference am I thinking? Sun Belt. The Fun Sun Belt. Belt. You know. All those non-Big Fives, I just completely yeah. rearrange in my head. Pretty it's much. not even like – it's like college um, um, dyslexia at that point, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Like, like uh, Coastal Carolina's in the MAC to me. Like, you know, like it's just like Appalachia State might be in the Sun Belt. I don't even know. I couldn't tell I you. I mean, it's, it's also tough when there's an ACC and an AAC – yeah, it's, no, it's it's yeah the All American Conference. Like, what is that? That sounds like yeah. a high school. Like, I I don't get it. But no, it's the same situation going in with the Sun Belt because like you have Coastal Carolina playing Liberty, but Liberty doesn't have a game this week, and Coastal Carolina has to play Troy. Like, why why like Liberty has the one loss? Why does Coastal Carolina have to play a a bum game when Liberty is, gets two weeks to prepare for the championship game? Coastal Carolina has to play this game and then has six days to prepare when like. They can come Actually, in. It's, I mean, they Liberty's can come in. The Sun Belt. Yeah. So no, who Coastal Carolina? So, Lip, so Coastal has to play Troy, and then they have a matchup with uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. I'm sorry, not Liberty. I knew Louisiana. Um, Raging Cajuns, and like, mm-hmm. but the Raging Cajuns don't have a game this week. They have a bye, so they have two weeks to prepare, knowing they're in. Coastal Carolina has to win this game against Troy for some reason because it's on their schedule. And yeah, that's it's just that's ter- it's poor management. It it's just, it comes down to poor management. That's sort of like uh Cincinnati. Cincinnati was supposed to play uh was it Tulsa this week, but the game got canceled. Um but and then they they're gonna play Tulsa the week after in the AAC championship game. So it, it really doesn't make sense that, like, they'd have to play in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, especially when one of them got canceled. For, like, just make cancel the game, give them two weeks to heal with COVID every, anyway, and then just mm-hmm. play the championship game. Like, I, I get it. Shit was messed up this year. It really was. But, like, do better. Like, that's literally – people have one job, and it's to figure this out. And I just don't understand why it, it was such a problem consistently through the year, which now has led to coaches and teams being pissed off like Coastal Carolina, who deserves the week off because they just had a huge win against BYU last yep. weekend. Like, why do they have to play Troy? And why does the Raging Cajuns get to sit on their food, sit on their couch chilling? Like, mm-hmm. watching them play Troy and get all the game tape on them. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know what? But shout out, shout out those teams that were able to not miss a game. Absolutely. Iowa State, Iowa State, Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Coastal, Coastal, Coastal had a yep. great year. Coast. Yeah. I really hope they end up getting into a Big Five. Or uh, I mean, uh, a New Year's, New Year's a New Year's Six, six Bowl. Um, I they mean, deserve it's, it's it. It's gonna be. T- it's gonna be tough because they're not the highest rated uh, group of six team. No, it's Cincy. And, yeah. and since and he's since going he to, since he's yeah. going to, I would love to see Cincy versus Coastal Carolina, maybe, in one of you those know games. What else? So, obviously, sticking with college football, Ohio State-Michigan canceled, and Cincinnati had their game canceled. Why not have the in-state rivalry? Ohio State-Cincy. Okay. You don't have to travel very far. So... The reason this would it'd be number four versus number eight. Okay, I I mean like I totally, I think the country would love to see it. I think the reason they don't do that is because one, they're trying to save face for Ohio State, and they're like, "Yo, yeah. since he could beat them, like if since he beats them, Ohio State's done." Two, true. 
the only reason the Big Ten did all of this changing of what they just did eligibility-wise was to include OSU in that because regardless of if OSU lost or beat Michigan, they still were going to win the Big Ten East, and they still were Mm going to get into the championship game. So to play Cincy would just be a moneymaker game for the ratings. It wouldn't help either team in the I mean race for their championship games. You know what I mean? I mean it would just yeah, be a great game it, to watch and like a filler game it, that would give them great practice against really good team. Like it would it would help it would help one another in this in the race for the college football playoff because Either one, if they get a win over a top ten team, it, it boosters their resume. Absolutely. Let's let's say Florida beats Bama, and both are already and guaranteed, and both are guaranteed for their championship games, respectively, in their conferences. And let's say let's say Florida beats Bama close in the SEC championship, and Notre, and Clemson beats Notre Dame close. Do you just put in Florida, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame? No, because you got to – if Ohio State runs the Big Ten championship, you have to put Ohio State in there. I mean – But, I but guess, then but I like, guess if you, out, if you if put in the since if you put in the Cincy Bama? game, if you put in the Cincy game for Ohio State and then they win the Big Ten, there's no argument. You know, exactly. if they win both those games, then there's no argument. You have to put them – You might they might be number one at that yeah. point. So – I, you know, you're absolutely right. It's an interesting idea. I don't think they're going to do it because it's saving face for both teams. And also, I, mean, I think if, also, it, if it was... We're also recording this, we're recording this Thursday night. There's no way they play Saturday. No, absolutely. But I think if it was a situation where it was the first game of the season, like, they'd probably make it work type of thing. But because this is, like, the game before the championship game, like, they don't want to... You know, I just... There's so much to risk... With the co with COVID, that I mean, Coastal and BYU were able to schedule a game. No, I mean you're absolutely right, but clearly they wanted to make that happen more than Cincy and Ohio State did. So yeah, like Cincy would be down to play Ohio State. I yeah. The Ohio question State. is, is Ohio State? Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, so my biggest problem with this Ohio Ohio State thing also is like. Yes, win or lose, they would have been in the Big Ten championship game. Like, so it's it's really not that big of a deal. But it's essentially like for Ohio State, it's not a big deal. But the trickle down effect is on Indiana. Like, why did Indiana even try this year? Why did what like essentially they played the whole year knowing the rules were to get to six games? played their six games, did well enough to make the championship game, and then they're like, eh, but yeah. you're not going to make the ratings no, high enough that Ohio State is, so we're going to change the rules to make Ohio State in because they were still going to beat your ass in the championship game anyway. And it's like – I mean, it wouldn't – like, I get it really in the in the sense that, like – I mean, they wouldn't even look, plan in the championship Indiana, game because Indiana should have been in the championship game because they played six games. Yeah, no, I agree, but like it, it's not going to be. It wouldn't have been a good game. Indiana with their backup quarterback versus Northwestern. No, it would have been a terrible game. Would not have been a good, and it wouldn't have been anything for the college football implications. So I understand why they did no. it. I totally understand why they did it. But I, I texted you this earlier this week when they made this decision, and I'm sticking with this metaphor. It's essentially as if the NBA would have never done this, but it's essentially as if in the Western Conference Finals this year, the NBA decided hey, the Clippers and Lakers would have made us a lot more money in the, se- sem- the Western Conference Finals. So let's extend the Nuggets and Clippers series nine games since the Clippers lost game seven to make sure the Clippers get in. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it just like, why even, like, I, f- I just feel bad for Indiana. Like, it's like life isn't fair, so I get it. And yeah. everyone would rather see Ohio State play Northwestern and kick the shit out of them and then go to the college football playoff. But like, uh, uh, you know, it's just like, that's all sports isn't fair. So like, uh, yeah, to to walk back on it, it's like, I wish America would listen to what NCAA did and walk back on our constitution and fix some of our damn rules. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting week because it's obviously the week before bowl game or before conference play is supposed to be rivalry week, but we're we're not getting rivalry week. Uh, we had rivalry week earlier, but certain teams are still playing rivalry games. Like UCLA SC um, is a rival, obviously a huge rivalry. Um, really, no idea. Born and raised in LA, yeah. never heard of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I will never forget. I mean, obviously, the- Reggie Bush in his senior year, you losing the UCLA. Yeah, I remember 2012. Uh, Anthony Barr. Yep. Uh, breaking, breaking. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who the fuck's the quarterback? Oh, was it Booty? It wasn't Sanchez. Booty. No, no, this was after John David Booty. It, was, it wasn't Sanchez. Two thousand. He played for the Eagles. Matt Barkley. Barkley. Yep. Yep. Anthony Barr just broke, yeah, broke him. Yeah. Oh. oh, broke him. And then I just remember MJD was, ran all over USC those years too. Uh huh. Um, yeah. No. So other rivalry games. Like Wisconsin Iowa's. I, I think it's a rivalry game. Um, Supposed to Purdue, be Purdue. Purdue. Purdue, Indiana got canceled, but that's a rivalry North game. North Carolina, Florida is turned into one, more more so North over the Carolina, years. North Carolina plays Miami. I mean Miami. I meant Miami. I'm sorry, Miami of Florida. Um, and that's turned into yeah. one over the years. I mean, there's yeah. there's a little um, Arizona, Arizona State. You have Michigan State, Penn State. I know it's not Michigan State, Michigan, but those teams don't like each other. Rutgers, Maryland. Or oh, obviously. We're forgetting the biggest game of the weekend, Army Navy. Uh, of course, the big one, Army Navy. Army Navy. Um, yeah. the one with two yeah. passes in between uh, 150 plays. The the game where the over under is 38 points. <sighs> Take the over, honestly, I like it. No, the uh, the under is hit in like the last four yeah. games. <laughs> That's so. Tr- <laughs> it's 37 and a half for me on my bookie. <laughs> Jesus! Oh man, that's terrible. I mean, Wisconsin Iowa is a, a really good game. It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a shit game, but it's a really. It's a good football it's, game. Um, Tennessee Vanderbilt's gonna be awful. Let's see if Sarah Fuller makes an appearance. Um, let's see if I don't, I don't even know. I have zero expectations. Florida, both teams. LSU Florida is gonna be a barn burner. Um, I mean, Auburn Mississippi yeah. State's gonna be terrible. <laughs> you have Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously, the best game of the weekend is UNLV Hawaii. Duh, uh, we know. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, Central Central Michigan Toledo. No, yeah, that's a, that is a actually a really good game. Um, uh, Florida, Florida, Miami, the top twenty two, top twenty five matchups, um, seventeen versus ten. Yeah, North Carolina versus Miami's Miami. Playing um, Miami's playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. North Carolina potentially too with this win. Um, yeah, North Carolina always has good quarterbacks. This quarterback has a strong cannon. Sam Sam Howell's good. He has a cannon. Um, kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of Daniel Jones in a way, like the way he moves. Uh, accuracy more so over, uh, like bombs. You know what I mean? But he still has that ability to th- drop back and throw that fifty-yard pass. But Cannon in the way he throws a 10 yard pass, 80 yeah. yards, you know, like Daniel, like 80, 80 miles per hour, you know, like Daniel Jones has that rifle. Like we've learned that he can move too. like, he kind of, this is what this um, North Carolina quarterback reminds me of. And I was, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I was very, very low on Daniel Jones. And now I think he's going to end I think up a lot of people. Were. And now everyone can agree from watching football. He's going to end up being a pretty decent, if not good quarterback. If he continues on this track, he's gone on to. Like he's he's continued his decision making, and I really see that potential in this North Carolina quarterback. No, yeah, Sam Howell was great, but I think what makes him better, I guess, like better is like Daniel Jones didn't have any weapons that were no at, Duke was when, miserable. Duke. But but the thing is, North Carolina has such a great offensive talent. Like they have two of the top, they have like two of the top six draft eligible running backs. Yeah. They have incredible receivers. So it'll be interesting to see what Sam Howell does the next year when he's a junior. No, absolutely. Um, and then the I, – I mean, 
And then the real question is what's happening with Texas A&M, you know? Like I I think if well there was an idea floated out at the beginning of the week that they play Ohio State, obviously not happening, but I think that could have been a qualifying game like for the playoff. Mm-hmm. 4 versus 5, winner gets stays in, loser leaves. Like if the if the playoff was expanded to 8, they would play a 4 and 5. I mean, it's kind of crazy because if you look at ESPN's predictor that just came out, you have Alabama at 9-0, and 0, uh, 54% to win the title, pretty much guaranteed to make the playoff. Ohio State's 5-0, yeah. and 0, 85% to make the playoff at 5-0. and 0. Notre Dame's at 10-0 and 0 and has a 64% chance, and Clemson's at 9-1 and 1 with a 53% chance. Like, I just don't understand how – oh, like, I get Ohio State's good. Like, they are really good, but – their defense is, I don't, I don't think their defense is everyone's good. looking at them like they're this like high and mighty team and I really think Notre Dame Clemson or Alabama maybe even Texas A&M would give Bama would I think destroy them Clemson with Trevor with See, a heavy I Trevor I don't know about I don't know about A&M but yes, I think Clemson would have healthy Trevor Lawrence destroy would destroy host. them and I think Notre Dame would give them a run for their Notre- money and I think Texas A&M would play them well even I mean, the reason we look at Ohio State like this is because they've been in the playoffs each of the last few years. They won a national title in 2015. They're like, they're like one of the elite programs that are competing for titles year in and year out. There's not many programs that are competing year in and year out for a national title. No, yeah. It's Clemson, it's Bama, it's Ohio State. Those are the three teams who are in the title in the national title picture every every year. single year. LSU was sort of LSU was sort of fluky last year. Like they had all the weapon and talent, and then look what they are now. I mean, I just um, feel bad for so, Indiana. Six and one, like yeah, no, I, had a great year. Oklahoma at seven and two canceled. Like Cincy Tulsa, I mean, like Oklahoma, canceled. Like it's just, yeah. I just feel bad for these teams that like made it all this way to then just kind of be let down by COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I think this has to be, like, what happened with BYU Coastal is something that should happen, like, every year. Like, you should have, like, an open spot at the end of the year to schedule someone. No, yeah, it definitely should be uh, something they they could figure out in the long run. Um, so – on the on the football track, I don't want to get too into the college football because we still got a little ways to go before everything settles down officially. The national. Um, what do you think? So, do you think this this SEC championship game decides the Heisman? Yeah, I, I do. Um, we were talking this before, but Kyle Trask, clear favorite, has put up incredible numbers, uh, and then it's. Mac Jones, uh, who no one would have thought he would have put up these numbers, especially last year. He didn't look so good once Tua went down. Um, shit, he was competing for a starting job coming coming into the season. He was competing with uh, the freshman, Bryce yeah. Young. Um, but, like, it, what makes what makes these guys good is that they both have elite, elite players on the outside. So like, Devontae Smith might be the best player in college football. Yeah. The receive, receiver, oh, yeah. but he's not going to get any Heisman votes because he's a receiver. And Mac Jones yeah. is throwing on the ball. Mac Jones, ha- Mac Jones has Najee Harris, who has like tw- I think twenty touchdowns as a running back, leads the nation in touchdowns. Yep. So I think that takes away from Mac Jones. But then also you look at Kyle Trask; he has uh, Kyle Pitts, who's the best wide tight end in yep. the nation. So I, I, I do think whoever plays well, but I do think it's Kyle Trask's award to lose. So I would definitely agree. I actually think Devontae Smith is going to get a few more uh, votes than you think based off of how well he's played this year, just truthfully. Um, mm-hmm. But so if you compare Kyle Trask and Mac, and Mac Jones, Kyle Trask's 3,243 yards, second in the nation. Mac Jones is 3,113 yards, fourth in the nation. Uh, Kyle Trask has 38 touchdown passes, first in the nation. Mac Jones has 27, which is tied for third. Mac Jones only has three picks, 
Kyle Trask, Trask only has three picks. It's the 11 more touchdown and passes. Then, but the QBR of Mac Jones is 96.3, which is first. And Kyle Trask is at 92.7, which is third. So it's this 10 more touchdown think. passes and 100 more yards. And they're essentially the same stats without Devontae Smith on Kyle Trask's team. I would probably give it to Kyle Trask right now as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, plus, Bama's got an elite running game. Well, Florida does not really, so that also takes away numbers from that. I mean, Devontae Smith has 80 receptions for 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns this year. That is insanity. Yeah, Najee Harris has rushed for over 1,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Najee, Najee's currently at um, 1,000. 38 yards, 20 touchdowns on 169 carries. Like, that's just I, – I mean, so that's – That's stupid numbers. That's, their offense is better. That's why they're going to win the championship. But Kyle Trask is going to win the Heisman. Unless he completely yeah, gets destroyed in this championship game. Like, unless Alabama comes out and just I, destroys them. See, I don't think that's going to happen because um, I don't know if Alabama's got that good of a defense. Alabama's good. Like, sure, their defense, Alabama's good, but their only game against a good offense was Ole Miss, and they allowed, what was it? They allowed 48 points. It's true. No, that is really true. How are they going to stop Kyle Pitts? Yeah, so. I mean, that's going to be – that's this thing. Florida's offense is going to have to go toe-to-toe with this Bama offense, which Bama's offense is elite. Like, they they haven't scored under 37 points in a game. Yeah, we say that every game. Every year we say Alabama's offense or Alabama's defense, elite, or both. I feel like them and Clemson every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I wish the days when Oregon's offense um, was elite. Marcus Mariota, where'd she go? <laughs> Marcus, Marcus. Speaking of Marcus Mariota, <laughs> the Raiders. Um, you wanna you wanna talk a little NFL uh, with me? Because I'm 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 itching because playoff fantasy's God, coming. Playoff boy, fantasy's coming up, Garrett. I I missed the I missed the playoffs in both no. my leagues. Oh, so I uh, I I made the faithful mistake of. Starting Justin Herbert versus the Patriots last week. Ah, uh, yep. And that that. Yeah. Luckily, my yeah. boy who I'm playing this week did the same thing. But the person who he played just ended up scoring like 80 points. Just had one of those weeks, you know. So he had Devonte Adams. Damn. So essentially, Devonte Adams beat him by himself. Yeah, I. You know what? There's always there, that that's the Garrett. I love it. I, so, should I not tell you that I came in first in both my leagues? No, because you've been talking <laughs> about it for the last I know, weeks. but I pulled it out, dude. I pulled it out. Last week, my team finally went off. My my team that started 8-0 and then went 0-4 finally pulled it off. I have the bye. And then this week, I have uh, uh, round two. I got to win one game to get to the championship. And... He has Robert Woods, who only got 8.1 points tonight, which was amazing. Thank God he didn't catch that yeah. touchdown pass. So I got Russell Wilson against the oh, Jets, yeah. Dalvin Cook against Tampa Bay, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, Chris Godwin against Minnesota, Juju against Buffalo, Gasecki against Kansas City, Chark against Tennessee, Indianapolis defense against Las Vegas, Money in the Bank, and Jason Sanders the money kicker for the Miami Dolphins. So I'm just worried about Justin Herbert playing Atlanta and Devontae Adams playing Detroit. Other than that, I feel like both those guys are going to, I feel like I, I have a chance to win this. I scored 123 more points than the next closest person. And I still didn't make the playoffs. (sighs) I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, yes, Devontae is going to eat against against 
Herbert, and Herbert, exactly, but good. Russell Wilson's playing the Jets, and you know he's going to come back strong against that Jets. And then Derrick, Hen- Derrick Henry's True. playing Jacksonville. I have Derrick Henry. Chris Godwin's yeah. playing Minnesota, yeah. which is the wor- one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. And then you have DJ Chark playing Tennessee, which is also one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. So, And the Indianapolis Colts defense averages like 12 points a game. So, I, I'm I'm excited yeah. to see where this goes. You if know, I, if I if I would have if I would have made the playoffs, I would have won this week because I had the Rams defense. See, I have the Rams defense on the team that I have a bye. So, and they put up twenty yeah, points. I mean, that team. I have Russell Wilson, Kamara, Mostart, Allen Robinson, Juju, Darren Waller, Adam Thielen. Mostart really let me down. Last I have week. Adam Thielen, Juju, Allen Robinson, and Darren Waller and Kamara on the same team. Like, and well, and Cole Beasley team. and the Colts defense and the Rams defense. So, well, Cole Beasley's the man. Shouts out to him. All right, yeah. so short king. So, I'm I'm. Taking my pick for MVP right now, Aaron Rodgers. After last week, I'm taking him over uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. The reason I'm saying this is because you take Mahomes off that team, they're not Super Bowl caliber. Caliber. Cal, caliber. Mahomes is Mahomes. He's he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. One going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen in the history. Just hasn't played long enough yet, you know. But Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, the Packers would be nothing without Aaron Rodgers. Like, their defense is atrocious. They are 8-3 and three because of Aaron Rodgers. He had Devontae for, like, five games this year. And he still has some of the best numbers in the NFL. Like, he doesn't have any of the targets that are Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Hartman, Le'Veon Bell. Like, And I think that you need to put that into account too. You know, MVP is most valuable player. It should be most valuable player in the league to the team what got them there, you know? And Aaron Rodgers is getting them there. You can make an argument other players have helped Mahomes get them there, you know? That's that's my argument for Aaron Rodgers. No, I get it. But, like, I just think the numbers that Mahomes is putting up is they're the best – he's the best quarterback. But they're not – He's significantly the greater than Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, we also. I mean, he has so he has five hundred more yards for... than Aaron Rodgers. At 400, 450. Aaron Rodgers has five more touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes has two less interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has more yards per, or uh, they're about even on yards per attempt, like point six difference and point five difference in completion percentage. So they literally have the same stats. Like Rodgers has more touchdowns by five. Patrick Mahomes has 450 more yards. Two less interceptions, completion percentage for Rodgers by a stat, by a point, and yard per – they're literally neck like, in my opinion, actually, at the moment, like stats-wise. I don't think Mahomes' stats are that much better. And you take Mahomes off the Chiefs and you put, like, good quarterback there like even Alex Smith this year I still think they're a, a playoff caliber team a playoff caliber team they're not winning the Super Bowl but I think if you take out any if you put Mahomes on the Packers he's doing exactly what Aaron Rodgers he's not doing any better do you get do you get what I mean no I think yeah I do and it's gonna come down to these last I think years. Aaron Rodgers also potentially will go down as the most talented quarterback we've ever seen to play the game. Like when his career ends and then Mahomes will pass mm. it. But the things Aaron I think I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. is one of the most underrated players in the history of the NFL because he doesn't have the stats like Drew Brees and Tom Brady or the rings like Tom Brady or the numbers like Peyton. But what I mean, yeah, like Mahomes Rodgers is like one he's, of the best he's a magician of all time, and then Mah- and then Mahomes comes out here and Mahomes tops exactly, and, and that's Rogers and does. I think that's just a testament to Rodgers. Like Mahomes wouldn't be Mahomes without watching Rodgers for so many years, you know, because you see so much of yeah. Aaron Ro- Mahomes or uh, Aaron Rodgers in Mahomes, like more than any other quarterback. The sidearm, the 
the movement, the ability to throw off the back foot, the the no hesitation ability to no look pass. Like Roger's done all that, you know? Yeah, Mahomes is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time when his career is over. So it's going to be interesting. So it's going to be the same debate, unless, of course, Mahomes wins six championships, then it's not going to – I mean, Mahomes is 20 – Mahomes is 25 with a Super Bowl ring, Super Bowl MVP. No, 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 of course. I'm just saying, unless he wins six rings, it's going to be a very similar argument to the LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan argument, you know, where it's like Tom Brady won his six rings. Tom Brady won six rings, so he might be the greatest greatest winner of all time. That's what I consider MJ. The greatest winner. MJ did anything he could to win. I consider – But, like, Brady – Brady wasn't the key focal point. Of course not, but I'm just saying like Brady was a big part of it, and then he used that to win another three. Like Brady did everything he could to elongate his career to keep winning. So like he's like in my mind that that is Michael True. Jordan. You know, six rings. He he's done that. Kobe is, in my opinion, the greatest scorer to play the game. The most dedicated learner of the game. Like, no one had the footwork Kobe Bryant had. No one ever will have the footwork Kobe Bryant had because no one would ever be committed enough to play the game like Kobe did. You know? He was the most skilled player to ever play the game. Um, like, footwork. I mean, the only the only person who would compete with scoring-wise... Yes, and that's, but he's different. Well, he does it. Well, and he, he does, does it in it a different size. way, but he didn't have the footwork yeah. like Kobe Bean. You know, like he didn't have the tenacity, like the the ability to make those shots when it needed over four people. Like it, it just it was he wasn't in the gym sixteen out of twenty four hours a day. Like the mama mentality is really a true thing for Kobe, and I think that's why he's like the greatest worker of all time in the NBA. And that's why that's what I think of when I think of Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. I put them in that category. Because they weren't the – Drew Brees wasn't the tallest. Payton wasn't the most skilled. But they worked their asses off to get to where they were, yeah. you know? They were on the field, the first one on the mm-hmm. field and the last one to leave, and everyone tells you that about them too. And then I think Mahomes is LeBron. Mahomes is going to go down as the greatest overall quarterback to ever play the game. Like LeBron is going to go down as the overall best basketball player. Maybe not the best winner at four for eight or four for nine in the championships. But six MVP, six MVPs or four MVPs, you know, with robbed of two, like lots of finals yeah. MVPs, like Mahomes will have four rings, like Mahomes will probably have at least three. Like you get, you get what I'm saying in these analogies. Like that's kind of how I compare the greats mm-hmm. of basketball, yeah, and that's kind of how I'm going to compare the greats of the quarterbacks because it's just they're all so different too. And then I got to put Aaron Rodgers in there with like a. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is like the Magic Johnson. Fair enough. I mean, the thing is, Patrick Mahomes is twenty five years old. He's still got a lot of football left. He, him, and Luca. If Luca wins a championship and an MVP, him and Luca are gonna be so fun to watch for the next ten years, bro. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like Luke is in year two, and he's already and the number one year three favorite to win MVP. He's the favorite. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't take that bet though. If I was betting right now, I would take. I mean, I don't. I would take Kevin Durant plus nine hundred for MVP. I think Durant's, but the thing is, I don't think he's going to play enough games because they thought the season was going to start in January, and it's not. See, I don't. I kind of like Booker as a long shot at plus three three thousand five hundred because of Chris Paul, the addition, and what Booker was doing at the end of the season last year. But defensively, he needs to improve so much. And I like AD at like plus five hundred. Yeah. I don't think Giannis is going back to back to back. I don't hate Steph at seven. Oh, I, I, I saw Steph at plus 500. Steph at plus 700 is great because he's going to have a comeback year. He's going to have to lead that team. Yeah. Um, Him and James Wiseman, I think, are going to actually work really well together. I don't hate I don't hate Embiid at plus 2,500. Yeah, that's what I'm shot. saying. I don't I don't I mind don't Booker. That. I don't mind I don't, Booker at a plus 3,500 for a long shot either with Chris Paul. 
I think he's going to have a great season. Like, he's going to – do you know how much attention Chris Paul draws? Like, every single time down the court? Because yeah. if you don't guard Chris Paul, it's, that's a bucket every time. Like, Chris Paul – people forget Chris Paul is a walking bucket. All right, so mm-hmm. before we get into our picks, it is – we're going into week 14 of the NFL. I want your pick mm-hmm. for coach of the year. And let's go down the list real quick. Yeah, this is let's go this is let's go down. One. Let's go the down coaches, so real quick. Coaches. And we're just gonna look at all of the like we're gonna do coach of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the yeah. year, and comeback player of the year. But I think we could both agree on comeback so, player of the year. Alex Smith. Comeback player of the year. <laughs> Yeah, okay. If they give it to Ben Roethlisberger, oh, we're burning down. We're burning down the NFL. No, they won't. <laughs> like, they won't. All right. So give me your head um, head coach. So co- odds. I have I have after week seven. Just to give you an idea, I know it was a long time ago, but after week seven, it was Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Bruce Arians, Andy Reid, Mike Vrabel. Were the. I'm. But let me see if I let me see if I can pull it up right now. Um, all NFL futures. Let's see. Coach of the year odds. Here we go. Um, I I think my coach of the year. So oh okay. Here you go. Here I mean, are your coach so of the year good. odds. So you have Mike Tomlin right now at plus two hundred. Brian Flores of the Dolphins at plus 300. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns at plus 400. Ron Rivera at plus 500. Joe Judge at plus 800. And Sean Payton at plus 12. And then you go Sean McDermott, Frank Reich of the Colts, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Matt LaFleur, Mike Vrabel, and Sean McVay. All rounding out between 14 and 33. I think... I think my pick for coach of the year has I would, to be Brian Flores. Yeah, what he's done with the Dolphins, and to make the decision to start Tua, and it or worked. It's, or Stefanski. Stefanski has been dude, an and they could make some noise Browns. if OBJ didn't tear his ACL. They would be the best offense in the in in football. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they remind yeah. me of the Giants' offense with. Uh, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, you know? And then if you – better running backs. Better I mean, but Brandon backs. Jacobs was a tank. Don't don't ever talk bad on him. And Ahmad, Ahmad will outrun anyone. But, no, but it's it's crazy. If you had OBJ and Jarvis, it reminds me of that team a lot where you have Baker. But, yeah, Baker's not the best quarterback. But Eli wasn't the best quarterback, but Eli got it done. And then you, you throw in Jarvis mm-hmm. and OBJ – Plaxico Burris and the many secondary receivers we had during those times, like David Tyree, and I'm just blanking on all those names, but you know what I'm talking about. So it's like the they kind of remind me of the Giants of those years. They're gonna sneak in as a wild card team this year. And I mean, except the Giants and the Browns defense, defense is terrible. The Browns <laughs> don't have a great team. But the Giants this year's defense yeah. is really good. And that's why I could see Joe Judge winning. If the Giants keep going, the Joe Judge will keep going up and up on this too. Especially on his first year with a hurt Daniel Jones yeah, and no Saquon. I mean, it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do with this team. I agree. It's also going to be interesting. Um, um, Tomlin, they're 11-1. and one. So are the Chiefs. So Andy Reid, Sean McDermott so for the Andy Bills. Andy. I mean, he's and done an amazing finish. job. I mean, Sean Payton, job. dude. Like, you lose Drew Brees, you start Taysom Hill, and you're three and zero. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's so up in there because I don't think it's Mike Tomlin tough. deserves it. The Steelers are not that good. They they played no, terrible they teams, good. and the only good team that they played that was on the up and up so far was the Reds, the football team, the Washington football team, and they beat them. 
The Washington football team was the only hot team when yeah, they the played Washington them. Football team. Every other team was terrible. The Ravens were COVID infested without Lamar Jackson. Washington football team won three out of the last four, and they came in and stomped on the Steelers. Like, <coughs> so I don't know, man. Like, yep. I moving along to offensive so player offensive of the year. Offensive player of the year. I'm. I'm looking at where's where's uh offensive player of the year. I'm honestly I think I'm Dalvin Cook, dude. Like they always give MVP to quarterback, but they seem to go left onto the running back spectrum with the offensive player of the year award. And Dalvin has just been amazing. Like, like yeah, he really, sure. really, really has just been fantastic this year. Um, on top of that, I'll give you my Offensive Rookie of the Year award. I think it's going to be Herbert. But he's, he's tanking oh, see, a little okay, bit, I and I think it might that. end up being Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think just it's, I think now it's, that he's uh, been Justin so Jefferson, good, been incredible. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about that. He's been amazing. Okay, so who's your offensive player of the year? Yeah, I, I agree with Dalvin, but I could also see you can make a case for, uh, you can you make could. a case for Tyreek Hill. You could. He's tied for the league lead in touchdowns with 13. He has a thousand over a thousand receiving yards. He's third in the National Football League in receiving yards. He's for being third in the league in receiving yards. He's eleventh yeah, in receptions. I mean, that's that's going to be the thing that hurts him is the eleventh in receptions. Um. But it all depends mm-hmm. on how this season ends. He could end up rocking another a thousand yards in these next four games because it's Tyreek Hill. So, um, yeah, he's possible. So then, yeah. moving to the defense. Oh yeah, but who's your an offensive rookie of the offensive we'll rookie? See, of we'll, see, Justin, we'll see. We'll see how Jefferson. this ends put up an incredible with Herbert. But I think it's going to be really close. I mean, right now mm-hmm. they have the odds at Herbert at minus four fifty and Jefferson at plus four fifty. So, and honestly, Antonio Gibson should be yeah. way higher than plus 2,000. He has been great. And James Robinson uh, what a, should not uh, be at plus yeah, 3,200. He should be way higher than that. And so should uh, Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, the problem is with Claypool is, like, he has had, like, a few, like, Great games, but the problem is, is like they don't give him enough touches because there's so many good weapons on that team. Yeah, I no, I get that. I mean, it looks like it's Herbert's case to lose right now. Um, but and he might lose it, like if he keeps playing like he did last week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it says after Brilliant. Herbert struggles Brilliant. against the Patriots, posting a 43.7 uh, passer rating, Herbert's stronghold on the rookie loosened as a result, and his odds fading from negative 1,067 to 500. And Jefferson went from plus 1,000 to 475. And now it's Herbert's at negative 450, and Jefferson's at pl- plus 450. So it's going up for Jefferson and down for Herbert continuously. Mm-hmm. So moving to defensive player. Yeah. I got one player and one player in mind um, only. I truthfully hmm. believe TJ Watt deserves it. Okay. TJ Watt's stats this year are he has three, 35 solo tackles, which is tied for 139th, but that's it's not expected from a player that plays his position. He's 12th in sacks, which is first. One forced fumble on one interception, but he plays on the line. 
and he has 12 sacks and he plays for the Steelers. That is the number one defense in the nation, the nation in the NFL um, versus Aaron Donald's stats. Who's the second favorite at plus 200 Aaron Donald this year. What is going on? Aaron Donald this year. He has, I think you got a, you got another second. And a half yeah. So Aaron Donald this year is at 11 sacks. 11 sacks, second in the NFL, 21 and, solo, four, four fumbles I mean, forced, which is tied for second. So it's – I mean, it's also – it's a bit more – it's a bit more impressive for Aaron Donald seeing how he plays no, inside he's, he's D. No, he's a He is an absolute monster. Um, but right now it's plus 180 for TJ Watt, plus 200 for Aaron Donald, plus 350 for Miles Garrett. It's very close. Yeah, I think my pick is my, of course, my, you got my it. guy, Aaron Donald. He is. He's the best. He's the best. But player I think TJ Watt has He's been the, the best, best player defensive player so far this year because of what the Steelers have been able to do. I mean, you, you could, could make a case. Aaron you Donald could. MVP. Look at the Rams. You could look. The Rams are have a top top five defense. Their defense is carrying the team. And, and then on top the of, of carrying a defense, I think everyone knows the defensive player of rookie defensive player of the year is probably locked up. <clears throat> Chase Young. Yeah, Chase I don't think Young. you could give it to anyone else. Yeah, you can make. You can make a case for Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin's been playing yeah. really good for the Panthers. No, I mean, it's right but now it's Chase Young it's... at negative 105 and Jeremy Chin at plus 250. But Chase Young's stats this year, I mean, he has 24 solo tackles, 4.5 sacks, and two fumbles forced in his rookie year. Like, it, I, that's mm-hmm. pretty it's pretty impressive on a, on a pretty bad team. And then Jeremy Chin, I mean, one forced fumble, one interception, 49 solo tackles, and five passes deflected. Like, he's had a great year, too. It's just – I think Chase Young deserves it a little more over mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I just – I'm just saying Jeremy Chin uh, – <clears throat> No, he absolutely he does. credit. Right now, Mahomes is at minus 500 to win the MVP, by the way, and Rodgers at plus 400. Josh Allen snuck in at the third at plus 1,400. Mm. I mean, Josh Allen had an incredible – Oh, yeah, 375 yards and four TDs. Great game. Um, all right, yep. so speaking of games, you you want to start us off with some college football picks, seeing that we're filming on Thursday night. Um, we'll have them out for Saturday. So, yeah. So – Let's recap. Let's recap what we did uh, last week. So last week in college, I went uh, two and three. I had Buffalo, Ohio, which got postponed, and I went um, three, four and two in NFL, which put me at six and five total. And I am twelve ten okay. and one. Through so I went weeks. five and zero oh in college. Big, big week for the kid. Buffalo was canceled for me as well, but Raging Cajuns, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Texas A&M, Iowa State, and Bama all covered. And then in NFL, I um, went four or two and four. With the Bronco, the Chiefs not covering against the Broncos, the Packers covering against the Eagles, Cardinals and Vikings not covering, Steelers losing, and the Bills winning. So I went uh, five, seven, seven and four this week. So you're 11. What are you? 11 and one. Wow. Look at us. 10 and one. Wait, no, no, no. I, yeah. Yeah, we both had a game canceled, yeah. 
Yeah. So you have a game. You have a game lead on me. 11-11-1. Oh, we got a lot of picks. Plenty of time. So you're the lead. So you lead us off. Give me your picks this week, brother. So let's start with NFL. NFL. I got Saints minus seven versus the Eagles. Falcons Chargers over forty nine and a half. Packers minus eight versus the Lions. Bills minus two versus the Steelers. Chiefs minus seven versus the Dolphins. And give me the Browns. Okay, plus you two got and Browns plus two and a half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna change my line because I had them at plus two. Yeah. So I actually gave seven picks right now, but I'm including. I I'm just throwing out seven picks just for the fans because you know the fans love me. Um, but include only six, whatever you sure. want. It doesn't matter. Um. I just liked – I loved the oh. over in the Chargers game, 49-and-a-half, Falcons-Chargers. I think they're going to throw a shit ton mm-hmm. in that game. Loved that over. I just had to throw that out there. Don't have to include it in my picks. But I like Bucks minus six-and-a-half versus the Vikings. I think it's going to be a shootout. But I think the Vikings are going to like – I think Dalvin's going to end up scoring a lot of points because the Bucks on the ground are good defense. But I think they're going to be worried about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen because they've been very good recently. Like – very good, the two of them. And Dalvin hasn't mm-hmm. been as good. So I think they're going to be a little more worried about them going into the game, and Dalvin's going to get it going, and that's going to allow the pass game to get going. But then I think the Bucks are going to figure it out after Dalvin gets me 40 p- points on fantasy-wise, and then the Bucks will probably win by a touchdown or two. Because they need to win this game, like, desperately, and I think Tom knows that. Um I like Titans minus seven and a half at the Jaguars. Derrick Henry is going to run all over that team. That Jaguars defense is bad, bad. Um, Colts minus three at the Raiders. I think that's going to yeah, be a good cool. game, uh, especially in Las Vegas. But that Colts defense yeah. is for real. Now that they got Defoe back, he has been terrorizing um, quarterbacks this year. They're They're back – Second, their secondary is incredible, and Derek Carr got frazzled by the Jets. So I don't know what he's going to do against the Colts. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to have a huge mm-hmm. bounce back week and probably score like fifty points against the Jets. Honestly, in Seattle, I'm taking them minus thirteen and a half. I'd hammer that. I like Packers minus seven at in in Detroit. I know in Detroit's a really hard place for the Packers to play. They've never been good in Detroit for some reason. Their defense is miserable, but the Lions have just so many injuries, and I think the Packers just end up – hopefully Devontae yeah. Adams does nothing and the Packers kill them. And then I like Browns two-and-a-half versus the Ravens as well. The Ravens just aren't our – Ravens aren't what they were last year. You can take okay. Lamar. I think the Browns' offense are going to torch that defense. That defense just has so many COVID problems and injuries. Yeah, so yeah, I'll do okay, college. So I mean, last college? week I had I For won sure. the college last week, so I'll start that off. Um, I like Iowa plus two sure. versus Wisconsin. I don't know why there I had him at plus two. Makes no okay. sense. Uh, uh, even yeah, at home too. Like I don't get it. I like coast. I like Coastal Carolina oh, minus yeah, fourteen me, 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 at me. Troy. I think they're going to blow them out. I think they're going to give a big fuck you to the Sun Belt for for doing that. It's a trap game, but I think Costa Carolina is going to come in and be like, now fuck this. We're for real. Um, I like Maryland minus seven versus Rutgers. They haven't played. They haven't been able to get a lot of games in, so this is a great opportunity for Tua's younger brother to really show out on a primetime love, uh, stage because so many games got canceled. They got moved up to a good spot. Um, I like ASU. Minus 11 and a half at Arizona. Um, I had the over for okay. Oregon, Washington, but it was canceled. Um, so I replaced that with Georgia minus 13 versus Mizzou. I know Georgia hasn't been great this year, but I think number nine versus Mizzou, this is their chance to get into a big uh, a New Year's Six Bowl if they really beat 25 Mizzou, and I think they're going to kill them. And then I like Northwestern minus 14 versus Illinois. All right, so, okay, so looking at my picks, we'll start at UNC Miami, over 67 and a half. 
both teams, elite offenses. Um, the second pick, Buffalo Akron, over 59. Jarrett Patterson, elite. That's all you need to know. Uh, give me Boise State, minus 11.5 versus Wyoming. San Diego State, plus 17 versus BYU. I agree with you, Iowa, plus 2 versus Wisconsin. And last but not least, all <laughs> minus 7 versus Navy. Love it. Um, happy Hanukkah to all the Jews out there. Happy Hanukkah, my feather, my yes, fellow happy Jew. Hanukkah. I hope you get some and, good uh, presents. <laughs> Even though it's not about the presents, it's about the Same family. Let's be honest. Hopefully, 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 I get a COVID vaccination. Oh, for it's Hanukkah. also, it's, it's also. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm yeah, autoimmune, sure brother. I don't know if I'm ever taking it. <laughs> oh man, I just want to drink at a bar with my friends. Is that too hard to ask? It's so crazy. Like a week before everything shut down, I was at a packed sports bar watching the UFC fights. People were standing. Dude, I was in New York for the McGregor fight when he need Cowboy. Like in January, at the end of January. And I was at Six Flags the week COVID hit. Like, like, dude, I miss normal life. I miss being a sports game. I miss going to I dude, I, I just miss it all. Going to so everyone February 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 <laughs> dude, I went shit. To King literally game. the day the day before everyone went on lockdown, I was at Six Flags. Like, like Yeah, it was. Good to, all right, everybody, stay safe. Happy Chanukah. We will talk to you guys next week.